it's our show, Christy. We can do whatever we want. Let's show them how to do life. Oh, boy. Here it comes. It's like pandemonium, Heather. Okay, so I was thinking. She said what? I think I got it figured out. This is how this to do is life. how to do life. <laughs> I was born for this. I was born for this. I have seen the life. Hey, pretties, it's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And here's producer John. To hype the crowd. Just a quick warning. How to do life with Chrissy and Heather contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and other nonsense and whatnot. If you are adverse to any of these ingredients, this show may not be for you. So be sure to talk to your doctor and all your friends about how to do life. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Heather. The first Friday in November. Oh, my gosh. How is it even possible, right? I know, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it is a new month, um, and and I love November. It seems like we're... November is when when I start to kind of slow down. A lot of times, it's like ramp-up time Mm because it's the holidays and stuff. But I especially like how this November... Is, is starting. Yeah? Yeah. And I think it's because I like how October ended. You want to talk about the Halloween? I had a nice, slow Halloween. I'll tell you what. I felt like Halloween, 2020 forced creativity in yes. Halloween. And it um, also forced kind of a sense of community and camaraderie mm-hmm. and how are we going to rally around to do this safely and still have some fun and i thought it was really really nice too i went into halloween this year with a big chip on my shoulder because i felt like we weren't going to have any fun and you know blah 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 2020 boo um but it ended up being wonderful and my older son said that um he and his friends said it was the best Halloween they could remember. And he said because it was a humble ween. Oh, that's adorable. That's yeah. really sweet. And he said he said it was probably really good for introverts who want who don't want to be forced into small talk with a lot of people because it was, you know, everybody was very aware of um, boundaries and space and nobody got up in anybody's faces and everybody was just really community focused mm-hmm. and it was just a nice neighborhood situation now what's funny is um i almost have an opposite spin on that yeah because so this is the first year ever that my children and i all scattered different directions in the wind right um, so my daughter went up to um Killarne neighborhood and was with a friend up there and ended up spending the night up there and my son decided to go to um his dad's house uh his dad has a really big house and they had the shoot like the candy shoot mm-hmm. to put the like my son likes to give out candy you know and um they had the music playing and a big you know party there um and then i was like okay well i'm going to go to a party with some friends and then go out trick or treating uh-huh. with uh with some friends and their kids right so i went out with uh dapper dan and his kids to uh-huh. do trick or treat and the next morning we had brunch with a few families and I heard his little boy, his his little one who's 10, he was like, Miss Chrissy has to stop and talk to everyone. <laughs> Our trick-or-treat took two and a half hours because Chrissy had to talk to everyone on every porch because they were all her friends and she hasn't seen it. Because we haven't gotten to catch up very much. So, yeah. you know, we stood at like the six-foot distance, but it was a lot of my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. I know 
uh, most of the neighborhood. I know most of the people on the streets that we did in the neighborhood. <laughs> and he was like, she just had to, like, in, in a, and I heard um, the dad, I heard Dapper Dan say, yeah, you know, trick-or-treat took a long time this year. And, and his little one's like, it's because we went with Miss Chrissy. It's <laughs> cute. I did not walk around the neighborhood. Um, we stayed home to man the candy delivery mm-hmm. situation Tell at my us house. About it. Make sure you put up a, a video. I will. I will this. put a video of this. Um, because well, I can tell you, first of all, it helps when you have a professional stage rigor mm-hmm. as a friend, mm-hmm. because they, um, between him and Robbie, they scampered up to the roof and they set up this entire contraption of two zip lines. One had a pterodactyl skeleton and one had a snake skeleton. And um, the kids would come up the driveway and yell trick or treat. And then they would send the um, skeletons down the line mm-hmm. with the candy hooked on to like them. tied to their feet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was super fun. And it was just we I think the guys had more fun setting it up than anything mm-hmm. else that happened during the day. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And so. And it was nice to just be cozy and at home and not have a ton of kids. And, you know, it was just it was just really nice. I enjoyed it. And it really helped to have November get off to a nice, cozy start. Yeah, I thought it was really, really wonderful. Our streets were not busy. Mm-hmm. There were people out, you know, and um, some people said they had, you know, 100 or 200 trick-or-treaters where they would usually have three or 400 maybe, yeah. you know. But um, the streets were not busy people had a lot of space there were so many inventions you know yeah. you, you you have your contraption we had candy shoots uh-huh. we had we had uh, some people in the neighborhood had put out like a garden they had put little um ghosts into like staked all over their yard uh-huh. and you almost, almost like an easter egg hunt and you had to go find one you know um oh fun there were people who had like a table set up out by the sidewalk but they were back on the porch yeah. and then they would come in and refill it and man it and we had people out you know who'd set up fire pits in the median where they weren't supposed to be you <laughs> know 2020 like, like, yeah you and can do what you want and everybody was just happy and everybody was happy to yeah. be out and you know, like I said, I would walk up to someone's porch and, you know, they, they, their family would be up on the porch or whatever. And I'd, you know, stand down and get to talk to them for a little bit, you know, six steps down or whatever. And it was just fantastic. It was so nice. And everybody was just so happy to be out. And the creativity. Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes crisis mm-hmm. creates opportunity. You know, yeah. and really what people really went out of their way. I hope it stays that way. Mm-hmm. I hope that next Halloween we still have that level of innovation and fun and creativity. Um, And one of my friends said, oh, you know, what we should have done is had like Halloween decoration drive by. Like, you know how people go out and look at Christmas lights Mm -hmm. to like go out and look at Halloween lights. I mean, that my neighborhood kind of has. Yeah. Like some of the houses are very highly decorated. There's music. There's lighting schemes. Yeah. There's quite a bit. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Well, I hope that we can you know kind of take some of that energy with us into november not only is it you know close to the end of the year um, it's also the beginning of a new month Mm -hmm. and i like to think about intentions for the month ahead Mm -hmm. Um, and i like to ask myself what will i be glad that i did at the end of this month and so an existential week for us wasn't it yeah i wonder if you have any anything coming up this month that you are looking forward to working on 
Well, um, you and I had talked about the writing challenge. Oh my gosh! And guess what? It's the second, and oh, I mean, it's the fourth, fifth, sixth. It's the sixth now, right? It's the sixth. Yes. It's the sixth. There we go. Uh, we should have gotten into that. You just <laughs> fast forwarded to the end of my show. <laughs> oh, were you going to ask me to, to do the writing challenge? I'm going to pretend it to pretend, pretend to be surprised okay. at the end of the show, okay? okay. <laughs> pretend. So I don't really have a grab bag today. Okay. Um, I just have a whole bunch of... Headlines! Extra, extra, read all about it! Headlines! I want to do a news roundup today. Oh, great. Okay, so, cause, because I just happened to be scrolling through the news, and I noticed some things that I wanted to ask you about, and, and since um, stand-in producer Greg is here today for producer John, Greg, you can weigh in on some of these, too, because I wanna, I'm curious to know what you guys think about some of these headlines. Great. Okay, so we thought 2020 was pretty bad so far. Do not recommend, right? <laughs> um, but I'm sad to tell you, it could get worse in the future. In about 48 years, I will be 92. Mm-hmm. You will be 88. A massive asteroid named after Apophis, the god of chaos has gained speed as it's traveling towards Earth with a potential impact date of 2068. It seems fine. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The explosion would be equivalent to 880 million tons of TNT. So mark your calendars, April 12th, 2068. Greg, how old are you going to be then? Y'all will be um, delivering flowers to my grave probably at that time. Yeah. Yeah. God, that sounded that was bad. Yeah, I, I won't be around. I won't be around. I'm so, reading. I just looked it up. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that, but uh, but some of us do. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm planning to do that day. My calendar is is currently open. It's really close to my son's birthday. Let's mm-hmm. see, what year did you say? 2068. 68. He was born in 2009. He'll be pretty old. Well, already, you know, it could actually... We'll all be old enough. We'll have lived enough time, I guess. Sounds good. It's already um, off its course. It's speeding up, and so it could get here sooner. Oh. We were expecting it to be um, later than that, but it is more than 1,000 feet wide, and I can't imagine. I don't have any frame of reference for what 880 million tons of TNT exploding all at once would be like. But maybe we can like I mean, do is a it, is it gonna wipe out simulation like a in Minecraft. Is it going to wipe out like how much can that wipe out? It's not going to be the whole world. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just aim it somewhere else. Let's see. It <laughs> says, um, "Oh gosh, I don't see anything about what it." what it's going to do but it says the new observations we have obtained with our telescope are good enough to reveal that it's accelerated it's drifting away from a purely gravitational orbit which is enough to keep us in on track for a 2068 impact and let's just say it's going to be bad okay yeah so I you think know, this is the perfect time to tell us about this. Like, we're already in, we're like, all right, all right. What, what next? We're like murder hornets, asteroids, whatever. You yeah. know, like, what? I think it's the and perfect I'll, I'll be around. I'll, only, I'll be 98. Okay, so yeah. I'll be around. Yeah, I think so. I'll still be running the country. Okay, yeah. well. Yeah, so by something by that, that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but I do have another question. And I saw another headline that made me think there's a little bit of a, it creates a little bit of a sense of urgency for us. I wonder. 
How fast do you think you could run 516 meters, which is about a third of a mile? How, how fast do you think you could cover that distance? I'm not a very fast runner. I'm not an awesome runner. Um, I walk a mile in 15 minutes. So if I was running and I only had to do a third of a mile, I think it'd only be a couple minutes. Okay. Now, what do you think, Greg? Depends on who's chasing me. <laughs> or what you're running from um, in the sense of the amount of danger that you could be in. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask is because um, we're going to need to schedule this before the asteroid comes. Okay. And um, once other countries allow Americans back in. Is that going to happen? I hope so. Hopefully before 2068, Americans will be able to travel. Um, And you are going to want to renew your tickets to Portugal. Yes. Because the world's longest pedestrian suspension bridge is going to open in Portugal. Ooh. And it is 516 meters, just about a third of a mile. And the reason why I asked how fast you could run it is dependent on how terrified you are of heights. Mm. How oh. fast do you want to be done with this? Or do you want to leisurely stroll across the world's longest pedestrian suspension bridge? How high? Ooh, good question. And is it like a plank and then a space and a plank and then a space? Ooh. Or is it like a like plank, 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 plank? I don't know. I'm going to look it up and see. I read about it earlier. It takes about 10 minutes to cross if you are walking leisurely. Mm -hmm. Um, And beneath you is a gorge and a fast-moving river seen through the open grid. I just think of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Um, it was set to open in Portugal this year, but who knows if it's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Official opening date hasn't been announced yet, but there will be um, a price of admission. So you have to buy tickets to go across. Um, It's 516 meters long. It is in the town of Aurorca. Have you been there? No. An hour south of Porto. I didn't get to go to Portugal. Oh, that's south of Porto. Yeah, so you know. By water. It's by water. You know where it is. Yeah. So, um, you know, put it on your bucket list. Added. Let's see. I'm going to try to see if I can find a picture. I'll put a picture on our Facebook page so people can let us know whether they think yeah, that they do. would do it or not. And then while you're there, you can go on over to Belgium. Mm-hmm. In Belgium, in a cemetery, self-cloning mutant crayfish are taking over a Belgian cemetery. Greg's nodding as if he's already heard this. We talked about this on, on my show. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me what you know. Uh, there is, uh, they're all female. So again, this is, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about a story about a, a boa constrictor in a zoo that she has not been around a male for 20 years. She just laid some eggs. What? How? And then now these, these, all these crayfish that are crawfish that can clone themselves, they're all female. So me speaking for all the men out there, we're screwed. <laughs> Y'all are now learning how to, uh, we don't need how you to anymore. Get along without us, so yeah, so we might Evolution, be coming. baby. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but these crayfish—they've mm. the—they can clone themselves, and it's the, it's one uh, one of the crayfish that got out of a laboratory, Ooh. Mm-hmm. and it's the you same one that that keeps cloning itself over and over you and guys, over again. You guys say crayfish? You don't say crawfish? Well, well it's uh, over, it's European. Oh. The only reason why I say crayfish is so that I can um, say, that's cray-cray. That's cray. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would say crawfish. Crawdads. 
Yeah, and it's not like fish, crawdads. And it's not like uh, multiplicity that movie with Michael Keaton that the next clone is is completely different. It's like a perfect clone of the original. That's they all grow to the same size. Everything's exactly the same. It'd be great, you know. That might be something where we could go start a crawfish business. Go over to the cemetery, take a couple of them, Mm -hmm. dump them out. Into a little farming. We need a crawfish army at some point. Oh my gosh. We would, we what would happen if one. you ate one they're of these? They're stormtroopers. Yeah. With butter, I'm sure they're delicious. I'm sure they're. I don't know, though. Yeah. I mean, I would not. I don't know that I would eat a self cloning crawfish. I well, mean, who knows Heather, what it's going to do? We're growing meat in a lab now. <laughs> like, I mean, so this is, no, this is no weirder than that, you know? Well, Kevin Shears of the Flemish Institute for Nature and Woodland Research says. It's impossible to round them all up. It's like trying to empty the ocean with a thimble. I just, ugh. Talk about Indiana Jones. Makes me think of all the rats crawling around. I don't know. I, I, I would like to see them. I think they'd be great. Well, there's a picture of them. Look at that. I'll post a picture. Oh, I would not like to see them. No, I didn't no, think so. I would so. not like to spend time with them. No. <laughs> I think it's been enlarged for impact. Yeah, I think so, too. Now, I did find a picture of the suspension bridge, okay, and it looks pretty terrifying to oh, me. Oh, that looks pretty scary. I'm going to post yeah, no. a picture on our page. No. <laughs> I, uh, I think I'd do it. I think you would do it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you would. When you do, um, please Facebook Live that for us. Okay, you got it. <laughs> I don't know if... Uh, I know that my kids would want to do it. And I don't know if I would, I would be a lot less comfortable with them doing it with me. I would do it and I would hate myself the entire time that I was on it. (laughs) And then I would get to the other side and pretend like it was no big deal. I'll tell you what, some of the hiking out in Montana, you know, it's like a cliff edge and there'll be a guide rope and you like, and they're like, I was headed up one morning. And there was a gentleman headed back, and I was like, oh, how, you know, how far did you go? You know, because it was an out and back, whatever. And he's like, I made it to the first spot where you're supposed to hold on to a rope and go around the edge. And then I came back. And I went, <laughs> and that was literally like 20 feet away. Like, you know, <laughs> he was like, no, I just figured this wasn't for me, you know, so. I've done more um, standing on tops of mountains than I ever thought that I would. Mm-hmm. And I don't get scared. I really like it. And I've been in some really tippy top spots, mm-hmm. you know, and where I look back at the picture and I think, wow, I could have very easily died. I'm not a great like climber, like a vertical climber. You know, I, I, I don't want to do that's that. That's not my thing. But, you know, if there's a winding path, even if it's really skinny, you know, and if there's no, you know, railings or anything, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I like that. It gives you a really neat view. I will say that one morning in Montana was really windy mm-hmm. on my walk back. Yeah. And I was like walking back, looking right into the sun. And mm. I was like, this seems pretty stinking dangerous. <laughs> you know, like this seems like potential for... Not great, you know. Greg, are you afraid of heights? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Even though I'm six five. <laughs> I, I Maybe that's why. Because yeah. when you're up high, you're up even higher. Like Heather and I are, you know, we're, we're pretty. You might see more stable. things that give you give it you validity to be scared. Things that we can't see because we're so short. Yeah, we don't know what's on top of the fridge. Like <laughs> uh, dust, <laughs> dust. And if y- y'all need me to come by your houses to change, since the weather is getting cooler, to switch the ceiling fans over to winter mode. I yeah, never not, do that. Yeah. I never do that. Is that, that a real thing? Yeah. yeah. My grandmother, when, when she was alive, that every every winter, she would call and she says, hey, can you come? And then I would never remember where the switch was for like 20 years. <laughs> All right, I know it's up here somewhere. 
I know that the switch is there, and I've heard people talk about doing it, but I've never done it, and it's, it's my life is fine, so I, I don't plan, I don't think I need to do it. Maybe Robbie does it, and I don't know. Who probably does? <laughs> we were talking last week about the things that you, the skills that you have lost, and the the things like your basic math skills and whatnot. When, when you that have are a gone. good man, you, you lose Robbie. Skills. Yeah. yeah, Robbie does everything. Robbie probably takes care of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have some more news. This is local. This is a local story. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it is the beginning of November, and what does that mean for Tallahassee? The fair is coming. The North Florida Fair, except it's not coming. Mm-hmm. If you're hunkering for a funnel cake or an elephant ear, though, you're in luck because they are going to have the fair food. You know what? Greg and I talked about this on his show. Did you? Just recycling. Oh, my that. gosh. Am I just ripping off your show? I'm actually, no, I'm actually very impressed I that think. you're getting the same stories. <laughs> that I feel honored that, 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 that the stories that I'm choosing are the ones that you choose, too. I like and, it, too, because... Yeah. I'm very knowledgeable on them since I've already spoken at length about these things with you, Greg. Okay, so so tell me what you guys think about, are you going to go and just eat the food? Maybe. Yeah? Uh, I was looking through the list of all the vendors that would be out there, and there is a kettle corn, some friends of mine, that they that's what they do. Right. They do the fair circuit for like four months out of the year, and they don't work the rest of the year. Oh, so they need you to buy some kettle corn. And then, oh, it's an amazing little little business that they have. And they travel all over. It's it's wonderful. But there is one, and and we talked about this, there is one uh, particular corn dog that I got. That's the only reason I go to the fair is to get this buttermilk corn dog. And I've been getting it for like 25 years. Uh, I get the buttermilk corn dog. And a Diet Pepsi from the same people, and I can't. But it just says buttermilk corn dogs. That's all you need to know. That's it. Yeah. But I don't know if they're coming. How about you, Chrissy? Um. Well, here's some things about the fair. I hate the fair. <laughs> I hate the fair too. I, hate I the do fair. not want to go to I hate the fair. The fair food. I hate everything about it. I did try to convince Greg to do like um. We we talked on this show before about my love for. The Monsters, the 1041 uh, over yeah. in Orlando, mm-hmm. they do an annual um, bit with their uh, fair. They call it Fatties at the Fair, <laughs> and they go and eat all of the food and ride Ugh. all of the rides. And I really wanted Greg to do a Fatties at the Fair, and he shot that down hard. He no, said, and, and, and here's the reason why. When you go out to to the fair and, and the wonderful um, folks that are there, the carnies, that set up the rides, that a few years ago, I started researching the rides mm-hmm. and the years that they were born. There, there's some rides out there that they look like the back end of a 57 Chevy. Right. And the reason that it looks like it's the back end of a 57 Chevy is because that ride was made right. when the 57 Chevys were out. Yeah. There's a ride that's here every single year called the Music Express. Okay. And there's airbrushed uh, rock and roll stars on it. Okay. Uh, one of them is a black Michael Jackson. <laughs> That's how old it is. And another one is is an, uh, an alive Elvis. <laughs> and it is. Are there any pictures of a dead Elvis? No. Well, never mind. That <laughs> I came get what out you're wrong. Saying. Yeah. That this ride is old. Yeah. And they just go around and play really loud music and awful music, and then. I, I, and I know that the state goes out and regulates and makes sure that everything's safe. But I remember a couple of years ago at the at the Seafood Fest mm-hmm. down in um, in Appalach that one of the rides with the 57 Chevy, that the bottom fell out <gasps> and snapped a kid's leg. <gasps> so I haven't been on a ride since. You know, one thing that I, I don't like to go to the carnival or the fair. I don't. 
I don't like to, well, I'll amend my statement. I don't want to eat any fair food mm-hmm. and I don't want to go on any rides. No. But I do like to people watch. And I don't like the animals either. I like, oh, I, like, I don't see. I, I go to the petting zoo. Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to touch the animals. No. I'll watch them, though. No. Um, but I'm fascinated by carny life. I'm fascinated. Of course you are. I want to know what it's like to be part of the carnival. And there's a carnival that is behind my aunt's house. You're going to end up coming in here and being like i'm leaving for six months i'm gonna go carnival life just i just need to check it out i'll be back i did some preliminary research i really (laughs) wanted to watch a documentary it's called the jerk (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to watch a documentary on what is it like to be part of the carnival and to have that lifestyle i remember being on the interstate in a torrential downpour and there was a an accident on the interstate, and I had to stop. It was one of those where it was raining so bad you couldn't really see. And then I, just as I was about to crash into something, I realized, and I was able to stop. I got out of my car because it looked like people needed help. And there's this man, and he's standing in the middle of the interstate, and there is an overturned travel trailer, like on its side. And he's standing there, and I had so much... I had so much empathy for this man. There was nothing that I could really do. He's just standing there looking at it. And he's like, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. These are my living quarters. This is where I live. And I realized he was part of the fair. And that just kind of got my wheels turning of I wonder what that life is like. And so I started I couldn't find a documentary to watch. And so I just started doing my own research. You're going to make a documentary? Yeah, well, I want to. Filmmaker now? Yeah. And I started learning about the difference between a carny and um, like a um, gypsy mm-hmm. and a hobo and a bum. And like the different ways that those communities interact with each other and how they define themselves and like, you know, at which point you are a hobo and at which point you're a bum. How about transient? Where does transient fit? Transient, I okay, if I'm thinking back to what I read. Would that be between hobo and bum? No, you would be a ho- you would be transient as a hobo mm-hmm. because a hobo is traveling. Okay. And a hobo does odd jobs. A hobo is not a bum because they are not asking for money. They're asking for work. Okay. So the hobo goes from town to town and looks for odd jobs to do and they want to earn their own money and they want to be self-sufficient and not be part of society but just be their own thing whereas a bum is going to panhandle and and just ask for money they don't want to do any work gotcha. and a hobo will be offended if you refer to them as a bum gotcha yeah so. and then gypsies are just hobos that travel in groups gypsies i think there's a different cultural element to being a gypsy mm-hmm. than being a hobo i think that they it is the groups makes you a gypsy and but then i i think that you i think there's also it's not a religious thing but it's Maybe like they're like a, a performer more than like do an odd job i don't know it seemed like there was more of a metaphysical like, whenever i think of a gypsy you, know, you think of like dancing and singing like maybe they're trying to earn their keep through art so, yeah i think it's more of there's i th- felt like there was more of a metaphysical element to being a gypsy Ooh. Hmm. Than just being, I think a I'd hobo. make a good gypsy. Yeah, and that carny is, you know, you work for the carnival and you right. travel around, but you're not I'd make necessarily... a bad carny, but a fine gypsy. There's a there's one carny at it 
at the carnival by my aunt's house who he's been there for years and he comes every year with the carnival and um and i've kind of observed him over the years and i'm, I'm kind of watching his trajectory mm-hmm. um and it's it's interesting yeah I'm, I'm rooting for him i really hope that you make a documentary this, is, <laughs> this seems to be your calling yeah just, it's super interesting oh you follow the same you know fair from town to town mm-hmm. and then it could be almost like a reality show i also. think so that, you know, Paul that's making the pizza in a cup is not happy with Julian that has, you know... The- oh, you know there's drama. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know there's drama. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I remember... Oh, gosh, I remember this one lady. She was running the fish game where you throw the, the ping pong ball mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. into the fish bowl. And she it was the last night of the carnival, and she did not want to have any more fish with her. She, it was like she was done. This was like the end of the season. And mm-hmm. she's like all the fish. Everybody's a winner. And like my little one was throwing the, the golf, the little ping pong ball into the into the cup. And she like literally took the ball from his hand, put it into the cup and then gave him the cup and said, here's your Take fish. fish. You won. Get out of here. All right. So if you all go to the carnival and you get your fair food, come back and let us know how I the how the corn dog was. That'll just be me. Okay. I'll, and I'll find out. Okay. If, if the, I'm not going to go if they're not there. <laughs> I'll go say hi to my friends. Yeah. So I will go, but I will not enjoy myself. You're totally going to go. <laughs> I know. I definitely will not go. I'm not going either. Okay. I'm not going either. <laughs> okay. But so it is the beginning of a new month. Mm-hmm. And I have been absorbed with all of these headlines of crazy things going on in the world. But now I am ready for us to make headlines. This is the part where you act surprised when I suggest that we do NaNoWriMo. Okay. Wow, that was a great idea, Heather. Let's try that again. Hey, Chrissy, let's do NaNoWriMo. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we did talk about doing this earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And now here it is. Let's do it. We're already a few days behind, mm-hmm. but um, the National Novel Writing Month. Mm-hmm. Are you going to write a novel? Yeah, I've, I've got. Because um, yours was a memoir, right? Yeah, I mean, I've got just about the amount of words left that will get done if we actually do this this month. I could be done. Mine's and it would be good to do. It would be really good to do. I've put it off for a long time. And in fact, I was just looking back at my planner the other day, and I flipped back to like January and February when there were things on it. Uh-huh. And then I flipped the page to mid-March and saw things dwindling. And I saw, like, and I had goals on it every yeah. day. I had things that were happening. Right. And they were happening right up through, right up through the cancellation of my workshop with Cheryl Strayed, mm-hmm. our book club author this month. Um, I was supposed to be at a workshop with her. Uh-huh. And when it got canceled, I haven't really written hardly anything since. Somebody asked me the other day, oh, how is, how is like, you know, all of your online writing, how's stuff for the paper? I was like, I don't, I don't really do anything anymore. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's it's time. It's time to get back into life. I can't blame COVID for everything forever. No, it's time. Well, good. I'm glad that you want to do it because I want to do it also. Um, my what book, is it, a thousand words a day or? It is. Um, 5,000 words let's a day? See. How many words 50, a day? 50,000 words by the end of the month. So 50,000 words between November. Um, I, saw, I had it in here. How many words a day it is? We need Robbie for your math skills. I know. See, I can't do the it's math. It's like 15 or 1,600 or yeah. something. Yeah. And, it's um, nothing. It's literally nothing. My book you is You can write not... that in 25 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. My book is not a novel either. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it, and I've probably got fifty thousand words. Yeah, that's about what I have left. I'm already like forty thousand words in. I think it's gonna be between ninety and one hundred and ten. Mine's not gonna be that long. Um, I think I have fifty thousand words left to do, maybe, but we'll see. But I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be done, and I'm gonna right. I'm gonna challenge myself. Accountability. Yes, okay. and I'm gonna challenge myself to have it done before Thanksgiving. Wow. All right. I'm in. I'm, I'm really reluctant. But we talked about shame and fear and intuition and all the things that we talked about on the Wednesday show. And it's time. It's yeah. just time to jump into a project Let's and finish it. this project. Yeah. Because it's really quite a beautiful project. Yeah. It'd be nice I think to it's going it to be great. Yeah. All right. Well, so there you have it. We're going to um, be writing our 50,000 word manuscripts. We're Join us be if you'd like, friends. Done by the end of the month. We're going to be re- reading wild so that we can talk mm-hmm. about that That's on right. an upcoming show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be practicing our sprinting skills so that when we get to Portugal, we can sprint across the suspension bridge mm-hmm. and um, watching out for the um, the crazy crawfish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> having a great November. So until next time. Bye. Don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah. Tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage, connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe. And tell everyone you know. Until next time.